Hey, thank you so much for joining us online at Venue Church for another inspirational message from Pastor Corey Cope. If you were impacted by this message in any way, we would love it if you would share it with your friends online. Yeah, real boats rock. Did you guys like that movie? By the way, that's a, such a great movie. Um, just another, just another reason not to trust cats. Everybody, there's something wrong with cats. Dogs I can get along with. Like dogs are like, yes, master. You know, I just want to make you happy. I just want to enrich your life. Cats are like, I am technically in charge of everything. You can come or go. Just give me what I want. Cats. You got any cat lovers in the house? It says the devil walks about like a roaring lion. Cat family. I'm just saying, cat family. <laughs> How are we doing? You liking this series? That's not my name. That's the title of my sermon today. Did you know that how you uh, label yourself, just think about this in your interactions with people, even in your interactions with God, how you label yourself, like how you name yourself, how you uh, ingredient yourself, how you, how you perceive yourself is, is subtly what you put on uh, the other side of the table. And then you say to them, treat me like I label myself. Treat me like I label myself. Treat me like I label myself. Uh, it's in how you name yourself. Now, um, we don't understand, the, the, um, I think, the legitimate value of naming and, and of name meanings. You know, everybody now is just naming, naming their kids, kind of whatever sounds sort of cool. But, but back in the day, back in the day, when, when a person got a name, their name was actually part of their language. And every time that somebody said their name, it reminded them of its meaning because it was actually the meaning of the word that they were saying. So it would be like uh, calling a child, you know, joy, or, or, or peaceful, or argumentative, <laughs> or control freak. You know, it was like every time somebody said your name, you would be like, that's me. And, and so, so the label that they had, every time that your name was spoken, they would, it would remind you of who your parents thought that you would be. So, so when, my, um, when my parents named my, my brother, these stories always go south real quick, <laughs> sibling rivalry, named my brother Ryan, Ryan's name, uh, we got any Ryans in the house? Ryan's name means little king, and my little brother, little king, isn't that awesome? I love that name, Ryan, little king, so everybody back in the day, if, if it was back in the day, would actually be like, hey little king, you know, like, hey little majesty. And little king, hey, little king, hey, did you know that, um, that the devil is trying to call you a name, that somebody has tried to put a name on you that you eventually take on for yourself, and then you eventually make up a name which is a conglomerate of what you think you can handle and what you think you might be and what you think you want to be, and then you take your name and you expect other people to treat you like you name you. And so it gets a little bit confusing, though, like little king. So you would think then that, that my name being Corey being the big brother would be like... Big king. Like, big deal. We, we got any firstborns in the house? Come on, elder siblings, like, I know your pain. You had to go to bed at 7 o'clock until you were in grade 11. And your siblings, your six-year-old brother gets to stay up, and he can go out all night if he wants to. 
All the experimentation with you is done. It was a failed project, and now they just gave up. And I'm like, Neela was drinking coffee when she was four. We gave up, but we just ran out of energy. She just wore us down, you know. And, and so you would think that my name would mean big king and big deal because I'm the big brother. But that's not what my name means. I found out when I was a kid that my name actually means. Mom, I don't know if you know this because we haven't talked about this before. <laughs> that my name actually means, um, the technical version is dweller by a hollow or a seething pool. Dweller by a hollow or it looks like little king, you know, you will address your brother as your majesty. <laughs> you know, dweller by a hollow, like, like dweller by a hollow or a seething pool, like, like the weird guy in the forest, <laughs> the weird hermit in the forest who like eats squirrels and hangs out by himself and his hair is all over his face and he doesn't shower and stuff because his name means dweller by a hollow or a seething pool. So I grew up in the basement <laughs> of my house with the rats. You know, it's, it's not that I didn't appreciate the company. It's just that for sheer numbers of them, they got the food first and... And then when I was allowed to emerge, I would have to address my brother as a little king. Your majesty, may I see the sun on my face? Your majesty, what is that? It's a TV. I don't have one of those downstairs. The rats and I just like role play weird stuff. Because my name means dweller by a hollow or a seething pool. That's called mom shaming everybody. <laughs> and I'm good at mom shaming. My, uh, I love my brother, I love my mom and my dad, of course. But. but how you, on a more serious note, how you label yourself is how you expect everybody to treat you. And when they don't treat you that way, then you get upset with them because you've unconsciously labeled yourself or maybe very consciously labeled yourself, your boss at work. I'm in, who's in charge around here? I'm in charge around here. Well, generally, if you have to say that, like, people know who's in charge most of the time. Yeah. You have to label yourself that. I don't know if you labeling you is kind of the best way to go about that, but, but you getting your cues from how people treat you according to how you see you, it gets real confusing in there when you start looking to people to get your self-worth. For people to reaffirm who it is that you think you are, maybe, or who it is that you think you want to be, maybe, or in all of the failures of your life, too, you, you treat yourself, you see yourself as a failure, and then you expect people to treat you like a failure, which is really weird, because when you come to God, he treats you like a son or a daughter of heaven, and that gets really weird, because you're like, yeah, but I don't deserve any of this, and he's like, I know, but I want you to have it, because I'm God, and I'm good God, and that's just what I do for my kids, being treated right. See... See, in God's identity, see, when you, come to, when you come to Christ, you have to start picking up a new identity. You start trading your identity a little bit. When you find out who God actually made you to be, and that will be a process that will take some time, where you read your Bible and pray. I hope you're doing that every day. You read your Bible and pray to see what God really thinks about you, really thinks about what your days should be like. And then you worship, you listen to music, and you worship. And, and then you hang around people who reaffirm the word of God to you and your value and all of that, and reaffirm it 
But here's the thing. But don't have to tell you so that you have an okay self-esteem or confidence. Because if you name yourself, you will unconsciously make, try to make somebody else make you feel right about yourself. So the trouble is sometimes, um, sometimes I'm living like a hermit in the woods and I want to be treated like a little king. Like, treat me like this. And everybody in your family's like, but you're acting like this. So how do we get to this place where we see God's identity, deal with reality, and then have proper expectations on people? We deal with reality of ourselves, but with the promise of who we're going to be in God. But see, even in your God-given identity, there's something that you need to understand. And this is where I don't think we quite get it right. So in my God-given identity, I have strengths and I have weaknesses. So anybody have any strengths? Right. Now, my strengths are great in their, in their arena. Um, I do really well in some things. And so one of my strengths is um, uh, I love impossible jobs. Like, I, if you say that something can't be done, I'm just like, show you. I can do all things through Christ. Now, preach scripture. I will go to it. I will show you that anything can be done. I love an impossible job. Uh, my, my strength. I, when, I'm, when I have my eyes on the prize, I don't recognize the barriers along the way. So I don't emotionally feel the barriers until we get to them. And I just have, I'm just like, but we could do this. And it's impossible, but we could do it. But a weakness might be, say with the barrier thing, a weakness might be like, I don't recognize barriers that you actually need to climb. Like things that actually need to happen for us to do anything as a church or do anything as a family. Like, here are some things you need to consider if you want to get healthy. Here are some, I want a great marriage. Well, here are some things you're actually going to have to do to get that. I want my company to be better. You know, like I see this vision out here. Well, here are some things you actually have to, so I have to pair with people that help me climb those little mountains and recognize them and deal with them. And um, part of my weakness also is that I, my strength is that I love an impossible job. My weakness is that I love an impossible job. (laughs) And sometimes I feel like God is like, why are you doing that? I didn't ask you to do that. I'm like, well, so-and-so said that I couldn't. (laughs) And he's like, but I didn't ask you to, but so-and-so, like I'm good in a fight, but so-and-so is coming at me, and he's like, who cares, and I'm like, I care, I want to win, I want to show them, I want to teach them a lesson, the strengths and weaknesses, yeah. so, so this idea that you can be well-rounded and perfect in every way, that's only Mary Poppins, the, which I have watched with my wife on date night, Husband points like you wouldn't believe. I actually enjoyed it too, but don't tell anybody. We have this idea that I can be strong and I can just kind of be level in all areas. That's not true. That's not true. Get comfortable with having strengths and weaknesses. It's fine. If you have a strength in an area, you'll have a weakness in the same area. That's okay. That's how God made you to be. Now, now, what happens is your, your weakness, your Aaron has strengths and weaknesses. She's a great pastor. If you've ever been with her, she's just on your team emotionally. She's just there to help you. And, and she's just, she, whoever's right in front of her, she's, she's just all into their life, right? But the other side of that is whoever's right in front of her, she's all into their lives too. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes the person right in front of her can be a crazy person trying to get something from her. And I'll be like, what now? She'll come back and be like, well, they told me this. And I'm like, yeah, well, I talked to that person's husband and their kids. And I don't think that's the real story. And Aaron will be like, but they said that it was. So... 
let me put it to you this way. She believes in the inherent goodness of humankind. I don't necessarily. I believe in the inherent goodness of God. And I think people get a little weird sometimes. Um, Kanye West came out with a new album. Okay, I'm just going to say it. It's terrific. I, I don't know how else to say it. Now, Kanye went from thinking that he was God and being really weird and having, you know, like, all of his top songs I can't listen to because they're evil, to creating this gospel album, and there's this, this thought that he got converted. Aaron's just like, yes, I knew it! I knew that one day, I knew that maybe he was secretly all along. I'm like, very secretly. Very, very, very secretly all along. Very secretly. But she just got this inherent, you know, and now she's like, yes, and I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> you know, like, we'll see. The album's great. It gives glory to Jesus. It's called, like, what is it called? Jesus is King? I mean, that's pretty cool, and it's a great album. I'm just like, okay, well, I can listen to a Kanye song now. That's great. But on the other side of that is I'm like, I'll see. You know, I'll watch the fruit on the tree. The strengths and weaknesses. Now, here's the thing. Here's what happens is your strengths and your weaknesses. What happens is you make an ally of your strength because your strength is there to help you. But your weakness is there to tear you down. So, so even in your God-given identity, God looks at you and says, okay, Steve, is he's strong in this and he's weak in this. That's okay. You're only human, right? So only Jesus wasn't like weak in any area, but, but Steve is. No offense, Steve. I love you. He's strong here, but he's weak in its opposite, right? That's just a normal thing. That is okay. You need to come to grips with that. Like, I'm strong in some areas. I make an ally of, of those areas, but in my weakness, I'm weak in those areas. It's who I am. That's okay. In fact, if you can't say that you're weak in an area, that's real super scary, you know. So I'm strong here, you know, like, like, like I'm strong here. I've got a really, I'm really, really smart. I'm re- I've got a sharp mind. Like I research everything. Yeah, your weakness is you think that you're really, really smarter than everybody else and you research everything. Right? Right, because nobody's ever researched anything and gone crazy or thought something wrong. You know, so the strengths and weaknesses. What we do, though, is, is we're like, okay, strengths and weaknesses is good. That's who I am. That's who I identify as. But then what happens is those weaknesses, there's not, they're not sin. They're still who you are. And they might be a little of who you are forever. So you have to come to grips with that. I'm not going to be strong in details. I'm just not. I'm a big picture person. The details stress me out. I just I get bored. I get angry. I just don't like it. I may never be really great at details, but here's the thing. That's not weakness. Or, sorry, that is weakness. <laughs> That's not sin. Yeah, sorry. It's not sin, right? Where it crosses the line into sin is when I make an ally of my strength. But then I try to make an ally of my weakness. Because your weakness is something you should fight. You should be at war with it. You should live at war with it. Um, my strength is that I, I love getting stuff done. I love getting stuff done quickly. My, my weakness is that I'm really, really impatient sometimes. It turns into sin when I go into the backyard and throw the lawn chairs around because I'm really impatient and angry. I know I'm not saying that I do that. I'm just saying, like, if it would, that would be called sin. So weakness is not sin, but it can lead to sin when you make a truce with it. And instead of fighting it, you accept it. And then what it leads to is this thing called character flaw. Character flaw. A character flaw is when I don't do what I ought to. That's called sin. Weakness, fine. 
Character flaw? Not fine. A character flaw is when I don't do what I ought to. I, I was tempted, because I'm a passionate person, to look at this thing online, but then I did it. Right? Temptation, not weakness, but flee it. You haven't crossed the line into sin yet, being tempted. Making an ally of it, making a truce with it, giving into your weakness, giving into your impatience, giving into it. Here's, here's, a, here's a strength. Um, a peacemaker. Peacemaker strength. Peacemakers like, I just want everybody to get along. Okay, their weakness is naturally, I'm not good in conflict. That's fine. That's fine. Don't make an ally of that. Don't be proud of that. Don't make a truce with it. Because that can lead to, well, now I'm not good in conflict. Therefore, I don't speak up when I should. Therefore, I am just telling you what you want to hear, but I'm not being honest. Therefore, I am not going to admit the thing that I did that hurts you because I don't like conflict. Therefore, I tell lies. Therefore, I escape. Therefore, I... Weakness is fine. You're not good in conflict. Okay, don't make an ally of it. Don't be proud of it. Don't make a truce with it. Fight it. And what happens is we throw all of these things into a big bag, and then we hand them to our teenage son. And we're like, strengths, weaknesses, character flaws. This is, then we say, who I am. Take it or leave it. You get married. Well, you knew what you were getting. No, no, no. I knew that I was getting somebody with strengths and weaknesses, but when they turn into sin and character flaws, I didn't agree to that. Where we're like, these three things are in a bag. Take it or leave it. Like, this is me. This is who I identify as now. I can identify in my strengths and my weaknesses and have a laugh at my weaknesses. But it's funny that when weaknesses turns into, into, into character flaws, we're not laughing anymore. We demand everybody takes us very seriously. You're a very insecure person. You're very proud. You're looking for your spouse. You're looking for your friends to build your self-esteem up. Look, that's not their job. They can never fill a cup that only God can fill. But because, because this is what happens next, this is what happens next, because you handed them this bag and then you get upset when they're just like, what is that thing in there? And then you take that very same bag to God and you're like, here's my strength, here's my weakness, here's my character flaw. Take me. Accept me as I am. Well, see, salvation opens the door to anybody. But then God's like, okay, salvation is free, strengths and weaknesses, I get it. We got a lot of character flaws in here, I get it. So apologize. Through the blood of Jesus, I'll forgive your sin, I'll wash the character flaws out. But then the next day we wake up and we come to God and we're like, here's the bag full of three things. And God's like, let me take a look at that. And we're like, no, 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 no. It stays sealed. It's who I am. And God's like, we'll see. <laughs> you wash what? Well, yeah, my wife wasn't treating me right, so I went over and watched this. And... Yuck. Let's get that thing out of there. It's who I am. I do this to cope. I drink too much. It's who I am. My life is too stressful. It's who I am. And God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Some of this stuff is starting to rot in here. It's starting to, to affect your weaknesses. It's starting to affect your strengths. It's starting to, to nullify your strengths. He's like, why are, you, why are you trying to mix all of these in one diseased package here? You made an ally with your weakness. How come you're not fighting your weakness anymore? Because it's who I am. Because it's who I am. And then we demand that God accept our character flaw, which is sin, which he cannot do. If he would accept your sin, that would make him sinful. And he cannot because he is not sinful. 
what accord does light have with darkness? And we take this out, and we're just like, take this bag, it's really dark. And God's like, no, 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 I can make it light, but I can't live with it if it's dark. What do you mean? I'm always going to be sinful. You're always going to struggle with it. That doesn't mean that you have to give into it. There's this thing called forgiveness, but as soon as you start hiding everything in one bag and calling it you, it makes it very hard for him to separate, listen, your character flaw from your weakness. Your character flaw from your weakness. Why are you identifying as your character flaw anymore? You don't need to. You just took the easy path one day, and then you ended up here, and it's just easy now. God's like, go to war with your weakness. That's not you. That's not your name. That's not your... Look, I can live like a little king too. I don't have to be the weird squirrel-eating hermit. That's not my name. That's not my name. They call me hermit. They call me squirrel leader. They call me... That's not my name. That's not my name. That's good. That's, you're not going to... You're going to close your eyes tonight. You won't be able to get that out of there. Colossians 3, Paul says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, okay, since this has happened in your life, if that's happened to you, maybe you're on the outside of a relationship with God and you want to know more about that, this is what's available to you. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Not the realities of this weird bag that you've got going on. No, no, there's a different reality. There's a parallel world. There's another universe that you can be a part of. Where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about things of heaven, not things in the bag. (laughs) For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So you are hiding your character flaws in and amongst your weaknesses. It's time to let God take those out, your small group. Take those out and be like, whoa, whoa, let's separate those from who you are. This is not who you are. This is not who you're going to be. Separate these things. Your weakness is fine. Separate these things. But your real life is hidden with God, which means you have to look hard to find your real life. This is where we're like, well, God, just change everything. He's like, yeah, but you made a deal with your weaknesses. You have to unmake it and then make another deal, right? It's like a legal document has been signed, but you actually have to put it into effect. So you have the permit to build the house, but now you've got to build the house. Right. Got to tear down the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and here's what I would say to you. Here's what I would say. Some of you are frustrated right now in your lives because your lives uh, have a lot of struggle in it. Struggle is where you find the hidden things of Christ. There is another layer of Jesus that you don't even know if you haven't really struggled yet. There is a deeper Christ. There, there is a deeper relationship. Like if your marriage goes through hard times and you make it out the other side, it's a deeper thing going on. The, the tapestry becomes more beautiful in spite of the sin and pain that, that used to be there. In spite of these things, all of a sudden when things come together, God somehow deepens the love. Somehow there's this thing that happens in Christ that you see, oh, I had a really immature kindergarten view of him, but now I know him differently. Now I know that down in the bottom he is there. I, I know there's just something different. It says, and when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Well, I'm afraid because we didn't have much, and so I don't give anything to God, and I don't, I'm not generous with my neighbor, and I'm just not, and this is just who I am. And God's like, you tight skin flint you ryan cope playing monopoly with your brother the hermit 
just give him a bit of property. Just be nice. Cheap. Ryan, if you're listening, I love you. It says this, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. This is a part that we don't like. The bowels of hell began to shake. Yeah, yeah, God's anger is not supposed to be directed at you. But I'll tell you what, if I come in, you know, my dad walked in on me trying to roll Ryan down the sand hill. There's this thing called anger that's called righteous anger. Like, what were you thinking? Dad's going to roll you down the sand hill. You talk to your mom that way? You have enough money for a bus to Mexico? Because around here... Oh, there's this righteous anger of God. Because of these sins, because of your character flaws, the righteous anger of God will be revealed. God cannot be loving if he cannot be just, and he cannot be just if he lets sin go. You moms, you cannot be loving if you are not just, and you cannot be just if you let sin go. Come on, we got to, can I say it, just man up and deal with it. You got woman up. Is that a thing? Yeah, well, that's what we got to do in our homes. We Look. God gave you to your kids because they don't know what they're doing. So let's put a bunch of junior high kids around them and see if they find their way. Oh, they're finding something. You know, I I talk to my kids like, this is just a whole, this is all for free. The anger of dad. They're like, well, how come we don't have like the, the freedom that other kids have? I'm like, the freedom to like look at pornography online and stuff or listen to Terrible music, like, I mean, oh my goodness, what's out there now? I I don't even know how I get to listen to Kanye right now. I'm just still kind of thrilled about that. (laughs) Maybe I'll see him in heaven and he'll be like, yeah, I thought I was God, but turns out I wasn't. It's funny, I just wrote an article for the newspaper in town that said, oh, Kanye, and it was like, oh, making fun of Kanye West. And then all of a sudden, maybe he converts and writes a gospel album. Sorry, my apologies, don't sue me. Now he can't because he's a Christ follower. But (laughs) if Aaron's right. This idea that like, well, they have all of this freedom. What's, what is freedom? To do whatever I want. Oh, no, no, it's not like I've had this conversation with my kids. I educate my kids. I'm like, here's the thing. Your friends are idiots. They don't know anything. Because when I was in junior high, I was an idiot and didn't know anything, and I thought I was really smart. But this is why I'm doing it. This is the information that I have. This is why it's important. This is why I care more for you, can I say this, than their parents care for them. They rise up a little bit. I'm not comparing myself. Look, if I came from their parents' backgrounds, I would be exactly like them, and I get that. But I'm just like, I worked hard to understand what I understand about this, and I want it to pass it on to you because my parents worked hard, too. They worked harder than the people around them. you got to work hard. Man, direct your kids. Give, uh, anyways, because the, the, of these sins, the anger of God is coming. But here's the thing. God, you, it's an affront to his holiness when you give him this bag and then don't let him walk, go through it and take out the rotten pieces. It's an affront to who he is when you're like, accept my sin. God's like, I can't. And why would you want to anyways? Why do you want that in your life? Is it helping you? Well, no, it's not helping me. It's just easier. And he says, you used to do these things, Paul says, when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time. I'm going to preach this. Now is the time for somebody here. You made a deal with a weakness, and you have a character flaw that you expect every... Now is the time. Like today, this Sunday, at Venue Church in Airdrie is the time you're going to be like, no more. I'm taking this weird little thing out of the bag, and I'm like, that's not going to be me anymore. Now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature, all its wicked deeds. Leave the squirrels in the forest, 
Let them live. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender heart and mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Here's, here's what, I, I, it's real simple this week. Every week I just want you to go home and just do one thing. You don't have to do it all, just do one thing. Take that character flaw out of your name. Why live like a hermit if you don't have to? If you could live like a king, if you could live like a queen. Why let your kids live like hermits? If they could live like a prince of heaven, a daughter of heaven. You have to separate your character flaws and your sin from your name. And then when your people come to you and they're like, you know, Dad, um, I'm not getting what I need from you. I asked Arwen the other day, I'm like, is there something that I could be doing better at just being a dad? Now, you don't want to ask your three-year-old dad because the answer would always be ice cream. I asked Arwen. Arwen's got a good head on her shoulders. Where is she? (laughs) Waiting to come out and play drums. You sitting down backstage? (laughs) I asked her. I'm just like, what... uh, what could, I, what could dad be doing better for you? What, could dad, what do you think dad could be doing better for than the family? It's kind of an awkward question to ask, but I thought, well, I'd rather ask it than be surprised with it one day. So I asked her, and she's like, well, actually, it would be nice to spend time with you where you're not just working on church stuff. And I'm like, my strength? I connect through work. My weakness? I connect through work. Like, I could spend time with my kids and work. With my kids, that nameless uh, connection that takes a long time and you don't see a lot of its fruit until 10 years from now. I like work because I can see fruit in 10 minutes. My strength and my weakness. It would be a character flaw to be like, yeah, well, that's who I am, baby. That's why. No, no, no. I separated myself from it. I, I, I fought against it. I struggled against my weakness. And I said, right, just because I connect that way doesn't mean that you connect. Just because I'm like that doesn't mean that you're like that. And I actually need to come on your terms. And I need to come on the terms of heaven and separate my character flaw and my sin from my weakness and quit calling it all me because it's not all me. There's a better me out there and there's a better you out there. (laughs) Heavenly Father, I pray for every person here that we would separate. You've shown me that nobody else can do this for us but us. We have to separate our character flaw from our name. And I pray, Father, that you would give us the humility this week and the the urgency and the expectancy of what could be if we could just take that label that we have labeled ourselves with and just take it away and be like, that's not my name anymore. I've been fighting with one arm behind my back and now it's time to fight with both. It's time to engage again. It's time to engage in the struggle. It's time to make an ally of my strengths and, and make an enemy of my weakness. Oh God, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this inspirational message from Pastor Corey Cope. If you'd like to partner with us, please go to venuechurch.ca slash give. Yeah, because a life saved is worth everything.